everybody. I always want to say, we're back. That's right. It's in their head now. I don't know why. We played it recently. I know. It's good. Anyway, hi, That's Evan. Right. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm great. We got a great episode today. We do. We're podcasting today. Yay. Yay. We have a new episode today with Jay Watley. Great guest. Man, he's fun. He's a great guy. He he's a, a DJ. radio DJ. Started when he was 15, we find out. Yes. And has kind of goes through his story. He Very helped us Easter. Absolutely. A hustler. I think side hustle maybe is a side hustle. Yeah, a hustler is a different connotation. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, we are glad you're here. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening or watching on YouTube, so you don't miss a single episode. New ones every Wednesday. We got some fun stuff lined up. We do. It's gonna be a good time. We have fun stuff. We're always fun. We are fun, Scott. So make yeah. sure you do that and leave us a five star review on whatever podcast you're listening to or on YouTube. Make sure to give us a like. It helps people to find it, get that content up. We sure appreciate it. And it helps me keep a job. That's right. Keep Scott's job and listen to this episode with Jay Watt. Uh, it gets worse every time. So I decided to do it low this time. That's right. So that yes. intro music, Jay, as our guest doesn't know, is Justin did that, and he would sing along with it. And so Scott has tried to fill he those shoes. Sing. He, he would. He did it like a high pitched. And, go and I can't do it very well. I don't think there's many situations where someone could fill his shoes. Mm. There's no situation. Right. By the way, for those listening or looking, we have a special guest, Jay Watley. I think the term is watching. Watching? Are you looking at YouTube? Well, I don't know. Oh, you look at it on your computer. If you're That's accepting true. the content. Yeah. Oh, if your eyeballs are see, on this. <laughs> see, we have a professional with us today, yeah, so he knows. professional. <laughs> you, let me tell you guys, you are professional. First podcast ever with... Uh, headphones for everyone, and intro music played live. I've never heard that. See, Scott, wow. that's you, beautiful. Your legacy, excellence. That. You did. Yeah, it's all you. <laughs> you like that? That we is watched, excellent. We watched a yeah. podcast yesterday. Somebody on staff with us showed that his nephew was on, and it was it was not very good. Well, and so they're trying. That's they try, right. They're trying. I'm not going to name them. Not going to blast them. But mm-hmm. we appreciate that, Jake. Things like podcasting, though. I, I imagine I've never done it, but I imagine you. Every episode, you learn something and. Kind of figure out a better way to do it. You would it. think, but no. <laughs> but no, not at all. No. We just keep getting worse. Actually, gun worse. That's right. Some people just <laughs> and miss. Now Justin we've got you on with yeah. us today. <laughs> so, yeah, so good, good luck. luck. Good luck. <laughs> no, man. Jay, tell us about you. You helped us out at Easter, so we reached out and just wanted to talk, and it was fun, man. Thanks for doing that. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the invite today. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited. Anytime I get asked to do anything like this, I'm excited about it. Get out of the normal grind and routine. the normal routine, yeah. And uh, I love you guys. I love Simple Church, so I'm, I'm excited to be here, yeah. That's awesome. So tell us about you. Some people listening might recognize your voice. They okay. might have heard it around town and done some things over and the years. flip the channel That's real right. quick. That's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, just, I've, I've done radio. I've, I'm from Shreveport, uh, Keithville, actually. I didn't hey, know that. So got a little twang in there that I'm trying to <laughs> work draw. out. A little draw. Uh, and I've uh, been in, tr- in radio since I was 15. Wow. 15. Mm-hmm. So how did you get started at 15? <laughs> it's a great story. That's why you're here. Is that why we're <laughs> That's doing right. it? Yes. Um, I actually applied to work at Brookshire's, and I didn't get an interview, and I, I needed to work. I needed money. Uh, I wrote a, an article about this a couple weeks ago, so it's fresh on the mind. But uh, at the time, I was going to Evangel. And prior to Evangel, I went to Walnut Hill. So I went to Walnut Hill. Really? There's a yeah. connection. Work for the best, accept the best, and be the very best you can yeah. be, baby. Yeah, I was wow. uh, Principal Hardison was Albert, my principal. The yeah. greatest, yeah. Yeah, he'd they say, brought uh, him now back he would out say, of retirement. He'd say, now nah, nah, work for the best, accept the best, and be the very best you can be. 
That's a great impersonation. <laughs> I love that man. He's a great yeah, dude. Yeah, he was awesome. There you go. What's the mascot at Walnut Hill? Hornet. Baby. Yeah, the Yeller, Hornet. Fellow Hornets. You yes. Be? Hornets for life. <laughs> yes. We got the same tattoo. <laughs> we won't show her. No, we can't show. We can't show. It's a friendly no. podcast. Uh, so you're 15. Cool, yeah. You went to yeah. Brooks. Well, so it's it's quite a culture shock uh, in, in many regards going from a public school for nine years and then going to Evangel. But for uh, me, yeah. uh, the most important thing was lunch money. <laughs> At one of those, a dollar twenty-five, you get a whole tray. But at Evangel, you know, pizza slices cost two dollars, hamburgers three dollars. I didn't have that kind of money, so and no joke. When I was fifteen, I needed money so I could stop eating Cheetos and <laughs> drinking water out of a styrofoam cup uh, for lunch. Wow! So I needed a job. I got a hardship license to work, and I lived on Mansfield Road. Uh, we were always at Brookshire's, so of course I was fifteen. I was like, "Where can I work? Brookshire's. Let's go." So uh, I never, I interviewed, I mean, I never interviewed, I, I applied, never heard back, applied again, never heard back, and just kind of gave up working, because if it's not Brookshire's, it's nothing. It's <laughs> the only way. Yeah, that's when the I, Brookshire's slogan. That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so um, as you can imagine, you know, the, uh, the fierce rivalry between two Christian high schools, Evangel and Calvary, it's fierce, right? People know. So what do you do? You make rap songs. Talking badly about the other school. Diss tracks. Diss tracks. You got a wow. Calvary diss track? Yeah, man. That, this is MySpace days. Oh, yeah. Aging myself. Wow. Absolutely. But uh, you had a profile song on MySpace. Uh, and for whatever reason, I started making songs about Calvary. <laughs> and they were, I mean, like I said, they're as tense as a Christian high school rivalry can be. But um, it was really funny. I, they were horrible songs. They're gone forever, but I would put one on my profile. Are they really gone forever? We can put one up. <laughs> they better be. Okay. We're going to have to look into that. Scott. Did you delete your MySpace? No, no, we're not going to look into it. Did you delete your MySpace? No, it's still. MySpace is still, but the songs are gone. Thank oh. goodness. Dang. Ripped forever. <laughs> and uh, they, so I would post a song for a week on my profile, and Evangel people would love it, and they'd support it, right? And then Calvary people would hate it, and they'd get so mad. So they had a guy over there that made songs as well. And we went back and forth. And he was horrible, of course. I was much better. I <laughs> dominated. No it was doubt. easy. Absolutely. And very, very long uh, uh, story short, at the time, a guy named Gary McCoy, who's still on the radio today, uh, I didn't know him from Adam. Uh, but at that time, he was running all six of the Gap Broadcasting radio stations in Treeport. And his son went to Evangel. Um, and sure, maybe my friendship with the son helped, but I like to think it's because it was just so good. The quality of the district. So he had, he called me and asked me, he he said the songs were funny and asked if I wanted to work at the radio station. No way. I'm not kidding. That's a hundred percent. Wow. That's a great (laughs) story. There's probably more details in, in there. He asked if I was 16. I said, no, I'm 15, but I have a hardship license. I already tried to get jobs and couldn't get it. And he said, well, why don't you come see me? Evangel and the radio station's on the same road. Just kind of a weird fate deal. I had no clue. Huh. So huh. I would, uh, that day I met with him. And then the next week I would go and work in the mornings from about five in the morning till eight and then walk to school. And wow. did that uh, from sophomore year until today. Here we are. That's crazy. Do you still walk? I don't walk anymore. <laughs> That's good. So I, the moral of the story is. I should. You know, looking at the physique these days. Uh, <laughs> no one in this room is judging. I'm yeah, right. yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I did. Well, I didn't have a, a car until after I left high school. So, I mean, I walked for three three years back and forth. I kind of gave up sports and just wow. before school and after school would just go down to the radio station. 
That's and you hustling. just you naturally took to it. Was it something that was a learning curve? Were you? Reading? Oh yeah, man, it was a huge learning curve. I think it's a, the biggest learning curve is you imagine working at a radio station, six radio stations, lots of opportunities. So when you go in, you're expecting, you know, a show. And I'm sure I couldn't have handled it at that point. But instead, you're going in and you're just doing the busy work that the DJs didn't want to do. Sure. And I actually learned to appreciate that. Because you're hands-on, you know. It, a lot of it is being on the air is is one thing, but knowing how to be on the air and knowing what sounds good and how to make it sound good, like that's something that still helps me to this day. When there's other DJs that are hands-off completely, so they don't know how to convert this or play this or mix this. They just talk. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think doing I did I did that without a show at all for probably two years, but working pretty much every day, seven days a week. Weekends I'd work midnight to six a.m. And then flipped the schedule on Mondays in high school. It was crazy. That is crazy. Wow. So who are some of the DJs you worked with? What year is this roughly? This would be 2007. All right. Maybe two, late 2006, 2007. So who are some of those people? Uh, Robert J. Wright. Yep. Uh, in fact, I grew up listening to Robert J. Wright. Sure, so I did too. when I got interviewed, he said, do you have any questions at the end of it? And I said, yeah, it's Robert J. Wright here. I'd love to meet him. <laughs> and uh, he's a great guy. We, still, we work together now at the Mudbugs, too. Uh, Aaron McCarty. Uh, at that point, my favorite DJ was Stifler. Oh, do you remember yeah, Stifler? I do. Stifler was on K94.5, and he was so good. He did nights. It was just a party. Um, uh, my, my absolute favorite voice in Shreveport radio history, his name was Danny Fox, but he didn't go by that name on the air. He did traffic updates okay. for all six of the radio stations. But what I loved about it is he did a character for each radio station. So if he was on the country station, he'd be Rocky Road. He'd have a nice little southern drawl. <laughs> but on Ken 94.5, he had a name called Lane Changer. And I, I'm not kidding you. He sounded just like this. It's Lane Changer here on K94.5. We got a pile up on I-20. Y'all be careful out there now. Little Cajun. So I had in my water mind. Water boy. That's what I pictured. Yeah, water yeah. boy. In my head, though, I envisioned, I envisioned this guy. I thought he'd be like six foot five, six foot six, dreads, buff. Smoke cigarettes inside, <laughs> sunglasses inside. I had envisioned this kid, this guy for years. I met him pretty much right off the bat. He's seventy years old at that time, five foot nothing, a hundred pounds soaking wet years in boots. Old. Yeah, smoke though, smoked inside. I got that <laughs> one. Out. <laughs> one out of three. <laughs> yeah, though. I mean, those are some of the names though. A lot of those are. A lot of those people are still there. To yeah. Stay. Oh wow. yeah. Um, so what's shocking for me is I've worked with teenagers for a long time. They really don't listen to the radio as much. Some of them do; they're doing it, but that's, that's all I had. I remember because we weren't allowed to have secular music growing up, right? And yeah. so the radio was the outlet of going to go and sneak and listen. And we were just yeah. talking about this the other day. My wife of Eminem, she's like, "How do you know the words of that Eminem song?" It's like because it was every third song on the radio when I was in seventh grade. And For sure, my rebellious phase of going and listening and doing that. But we're about the same age and growing up listening to those. I was it the really same was way. I loved yeah. listening to the radio. I, and ironically, I listened to at that point it was the Big Dog ninety four five. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I love that radio station, and I love, I remember calling into a radio station. I was like ten, trying to win uh, tickets to Watertown. Oh yeah! And I just remember that phone ringing for ten, fifteen hours. minutes. Hours, seem like yeah, hours. <laughs> then the guy answers, and I just, and I froze. It was so nerve wracking, you know. It's a pressure. It's, it's cool, thing. but you're definitely right. These days, it's it's like we were that last generation that pre had, you had TV, didn't have all the channels, right? And you had. Uh, you know, maybe a PlayStation if you were lucky enough, and then you had radio, and it it would back then though too. Every voice you heard on the radio was live and local, 
Robert J. Wrights. You can meet them. Yeah. And it was special. There's something magic about that. Big big and it still, yeah. it still exists to this day. It's just so different now. Right. But well, I feel very old. <laughs> because <laughs> in my day, we had three channels. Yeah, in my day, 99X was around. <coughs> yeah. Sega was the, uh, was the game system. Of choice. There's <laughs> a couple years older, Scott. Yeah, MySpace did not exist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I remember calling into 99X, me and my friends, uh, we would call in at late night because they, I can't remember the name of the show, and that bothers me that I can't remember that. But Bob we and would, Tom? We no, listened no, to no, Bob and Tom. <laughs> They're no, great. It wasn't Bob and Tom. It was, uh, it was a night DJ okay. on Friday nights, and so when we would have sleepovers, we'd call in and try to get on the radio, and we almost always got on. But, of course, we were cool. sixth, seventh grade, and we were like, oh, we're on the radio. That's <laughs> right. No, <it's> right. <laughs> we would listen to it all night playing video games, and it would be the same five songs, and it's like, I know every word to those songs now. Uh, we did that hasn't changed. Wait, I uh-uh. remember Casey Casey them in the countdown Mm -hmm. yeah wow that just popped in my came back yeah we did courts and sports and so we'd go in the summer and swim and do the pool and they'd be playing k94.5 and so it's drops of jupiter by train i know every word of that song because it played like every fourth song for two hours (laughs) also too uh, and maybe i'm gonna sound like the old guy here come on music was just better than uh, well, you had to have talent. The, yeah, right. The music today, certainly, yeah. it's, it, you know, and I'm not talking badly about the artists and the music that we play that are, that it's popular, but it's all kind of the same now. It's got the same same tempo. It's got really the same melody on pretty much all of them. It's kind of most of the songs that are hitting now are super depressing songs. Sure. So, different vibe. Yeah, different vibe. I've also heard, though, too, that when at 25, your brain fully developed, it actually closes and is more resistant to new things. Oh, there you go. And yeah, so yeah, pretty yeah. much all music you like is before you're 25. Well, of course, I haven't <laughs> turned 25 yet. So you're barely. Almost there. Uh, it's going to come soon. Almost there. So. Yeah, I know I felt old when I heard Smashing Pumpkins on 98 Rocks, which is the oldie the station. Class. There's some stuff like, on classic rock. That's yeah. yeah, I'm like, wait, that's not a classic. I listen it's to current that. music. <laughs> I listen to that on my tape deck. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So you got into the radio business at 15. You've been doing it ever since. You yeah. Also... Never, I left I left once. I left for about a year. Okay. What did you do in that go? year? Uh, well, actually, I left voluntarily once for a year or less, a little less than a year. I went to Destin. I thought it would That's be great to live in Destin and do radio in Destin. And it was great for three months. June, July, and August was awesome. <laughs> September comes, shops closed down. It's a ghost uh... town. You're like the only one living there. Uh, and then I left involuntarily f- when my first daughter was born. All right. And so sold, sold cars. Oh, how'd that Ugh. go? It went great for a month. <laughs> for a month. <laughs> sold a couple. Until my guaranteed uh, paychecks uh, wrapped up. No, my, da- my daughter was on the way like five months before, and I, needed to, I knew I needed to make real good money. And I'm sure we'll dive into this if we have time. But yeah, we got Money and radio is not, it's not really what people, I think, expect. Uh, so when I'm just solo doing my thing, ramen noodles are fine with me. Let's go. But then when I had my first daughter, I, I mean, something had to give. So I sold cars. I knew I could get a job. And uh, I did that for about a month, a little over a month. Yeah. And just one for you. Yeah. Then then I got another just crazy fate story. I, I got connected with the guy that ran Blade Studios in Treeport. And they had a show called The Tim Brando Show. It's a sports talk oh, show yeah. on Sirius XM and CBS Sports Network. And they needed a producer. And I was available. There so I got right back into it. Kind of fell fell upwards. You know, from K ninety four five in that period, and that was like maybe ten years ago now. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I'd go from selling cars to be a producer yeah. for a show. I went from local radio to selling cars to producing a national television and radio show <laughs> that's, without leaving Treeport. That's a V. That do- yeah, right. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Just crazy luck. Really. That, well, I, we bless, don't believe in luck here. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I think it's luck. For sure. There you go. Difference. You know, just difference of opinion. Little, that's what podcasts are for, right? <laughs> we'll exactly. figure it out. <laughs> so you got back here though from Destin. So what kept bringing you back to Shreveport? You've yeah. been back here for a while, oh, growing up here. Yeah. I always, before I had daughters, I just wanted to move so bad. Yep. I wanted to go. And I think that's pretty common. I, I just wanted to hit the and yes. and also till I was young and I would say naive, but I knew where my head was at at the time, where I was fifteen and already kind of working in it. So. A lot of people, to get into radio, they get out of high school and go to college for four years, two years, and uh, apply at a million radio stations and hope they can get a job. So when I turned 18 and got out of high school, I just wanted to move, man. And I, I applied everywhere and never got a job until Destin. But they knew what they were doing. They were like, yeah, come down here. You'll love it. And I, so I moved right after the school year. I moved literally a, a couple days after the school year into my senior year. And then September comes, and it was just – I just missed home, though. I missed people here. I missed the radio station that here. At that time, that was really all I knew, you know, for three years before that was K94.5 and that that radio station. So, Wow. Yeah. There you go. So how long did you stay in Destin, though? full year? Or Probably you... like nine months, eight or nine months. Gotcha. Now, well, I lived in Destin and went to college in Panama City. Yep. But I didn't realize that it was an hour drive. And this was back when gas was about four fifty a gallon, and I had a big white conversion van. Nice, oh. the blinds and the couch. Couch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was hard. That I mean that that coupled with being that far away, and then people left and didn't really make good money. So came back and and I haven't left since then. Wow. So wow. you mentioned your daughter. You have mm-hmm. two daughters now. Yeah. How old are they? River and Rose. Uh, River's na- uh, almost nine, and Rose is six. Nine Aww. and six. Mm-hmm. Got to meet them at Easter. They're great. They're good, good kids, man. Oh, man, they're sweet. And I have two daughters, too, so I can definitely relate to that. For Scott, sure. No kids that we know of. No, I have no children. All right, good. That's none good. yet. <laughs> well, none that I know of. Well, I got one that's getting a little attitude these days, so. Mm. She's getting that nine, nine, that little, something's going on there. Oh, man. Them hormones are flying. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. We're not <laughs> see, there yet. <laughs> see, when I meet, like, bad kids, like, not to say that your kids are bad, because I, right. I know his kids. I don't know your kids. And but, they're horrible. <laughs> but but I will say, like, when I see people with, like, really bad kids, I'm like, you know, it's not so bad not having kids. That's right. I think I'm okay. Right. It is wonderful, Scott. It is a blessing. There's You'd love really it. There's some really crappy days. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really hard days. Now, I will say, I lived with a guy that had a kid, and I did throw that kid out of my room one time. <laughs> Literally. Literally threw him out of my room. But that's a whole other issue. We won't go into that. That's right. But, I don't think Child the, Protective Services can no. get you if you're not then, the And the kid deserved it. Probably. He did. He did. <laughs> so <laughs> nine and six, being a dad, mm-hmm. working, going through that is, I'm sure, a challenge like anything else. Huge challenge, man. Absolutely. Huge. Like I said, four months before my first daughter was born, I was making no money selling cars and my whole life up to that point was you know radio and then now i'm not in radio girl's going to be here any day and uh it's amazing though what having kids it'll change you immediately i mean the second you see your child and hold your child like it just changes every every wire in your brain Hmm. uh and it's it's really cool i mean it it's without the kids i have no doubt i would still I don't know. I don't know what I would be doing. Hopefully, you know, not driving a conversion van. 
That thing had to go. <laughs> Where is that van? It's still in Destin. Hey, somebody, I, if you're listening I would right imagine now, it is. I actually, I, my first car ever, I bought a thousand dollar car at Pipes in Treeport. It was a 1993 blue Dodge Caravan, and on the way to Destin, I totaled it in the armpit of America, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. <laughs> the armpit of America. I totaled it. It was my favorite vehicle ever. I had NOS energy drinks taped to the steering wheel. Uh, nice. Perfect vehicle, this <laughs> blue wait, wait. Dodge Caravan. <laughs> Why did you have NOS energy It was just drinks? so ironic. Because yeah, of NOS, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get it. If somebody I got, asked you. I got pulled over leaving the radio station at like 4 in the morning in the van once, and I was flying on Mansfield Road. It's like going... Fitty. <laughs> I was going. I was going like legit, probably twenty miles over the speed limit, and it's real late at night, weekend. The cop pulls me over, and he, and I'm immediately like, "What can I say to immediately break this tension? Get this guy to smile, get him to laugh." I go to roll down the window, and I look at him. He's sixty-five, veteran, big white mustache. Ain't gonna happen. I freeze. I say nothing. I'm not making this up. He takes his flashlight and shines it in at me. And shines it in on the steering wheel. And I'm nervous. And he goes, well, you got NOS on this bad boy. That explains why you're going so fast. <laughs> he started laughing. He thought that was so funny that I had taped with just scotch tape these little energy shots. Did you, did you get a ticket? Not at all. He, ah, he thought that was just so funny. So lucky. I made a cop laugh so hard. And <clears throat> I still got a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was, well. Not as good as you, you should have had that NOS. <laughs> <laughs> so when I told her that I just bought the, I, I wanted to have the angel. So I bought this big white van. The angel. I get a little, a little angel. The first one was old blue, and then the white one was the angel. I had a little angel thing. I put emblem. I put on the hood. Mm. I hope that van is painted. It now. better be painted. <laughs> I hope it has some kind of dragon or something on it. <laughs> yep. Or an Somewhere. angel. In Florida, that's probably yeah. not a stretch. Yeah, I hope so. That's yeah, great. it broke down, and I left it there on the side of the road. I swear to you, I left it. I didn't do anything with it. It broke down. I was done with it. I have <laughs> you no, just walked away. I literally walked away. Where did I, you walk to? It was on It was on Highway 80 right there, or uh, Bloody 98, Highway 98. This is right. The radio station's right there. I was real close. It might still be sitting wow. there. Wow. Dude, there's no telling. <laughs> Somebody might have pushed that off into the Gulf. I hope it's still there. It's 2009, so it's been a while. Wow. Rest in peace. Mm, oh, the old angel. <laughs> Poor angel. I didn't think we'd talk about my van today. Right. You never know where it's going to go. So do you, So I have a follow-up question, because we name all of our vehicles per John Hagler, because that's just something that we do, because he's a big car guy. And the church has vehicles, because yeah, people church, donate yeah. them and leave them, and then yeah. we'll so flick like, some up and give them away, yeah, and like some of them have, Yeah, like we stay. have Gator, we have uh, the Golden Biggin, Gator. The Golden Gator, yeah. So now, currently, does your car have a name? No, I have no names. Oh. I stopped naming after uh, after the angel. I can't. Mm. I don't think I've named a car after that. We I've had like nine. That. I've had nine after the angel. Nine? Yeah. Wow. It's the last gosh. three are the only cars that cost more than fifteen hundred dollars. But prior to that, I would just it's a bargain. Well, the <laughs> way I saw it at that point, I spend fifteen hundred bucks on a car and run it until the wheels fall off. Leave it on the side of the road and start up? Yeah. Exactly. What's <laughs> the disposable. risk? I have a car like that right now. It's sitting in my driveway with no wheels. There you go. Yeah. The, so only, the only car I've ever owned that I really loved, I used to have a 1984 Datsun 8400 ZX Turbo Edition. Nice. It was sick. Had it for about six months. I had a baby on the way. <laughs> the old Z had to go. Aw. And I miss that car to this day. I've yeah. looked for it. Like, I've looked up the VIN. 
See, it's like in Pennsylvania now. Dang. Dang. Just waiting for it to hit the hit the market. <laughs> I'll take out every loan. I'll take out every loan, dude. I don't Hoping. think you'll have to take out a loan to buy that car back. Oh, it's a 50th anniversary edition. It's a one of only a thousand wow. ever made. You should have kept it. I didn't realize what I had. Parenting. <laughs> No, that's true. For like, like I said, that that's kind of the part of the struggle, though. I get out of the radio and don't have much money, and then have this car that I can't fit a, a car seat in, you know. <laughs> so I had to sell it and had to make a lot of life changes, though, pretty pretty quick. But you know, you're doing good. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have that car, so yeah, everything's relative. He has you know? kids, lost the dachshund. <laughs> I think I. Take kids over a car. That's a good call. It was yeah. a good That's car, though. Just for the record. <laughs> the car didn't cry. That's, That's right. So you've got a funny history, though, with Simple Church, because you and Justin end up at a lot of weddings together. We do. We do a lot. I actually remember the first time I met him. It, he doesn't remember this, I know. Um, this was, We were at the Nike and the Boardwalk, the Nike store. Yep. This was a long time ago. Uh, I can't put an, a year on it, but it was a very long time ago. And I just see him walking in there, and I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. I know him. And so I'm walking around, walking around, and finally I put two and two together. I was like, oh, it's Justin from the Simple Church. And just went up and struck a conversation with him. That was the first time I ever met with, met him and talked to him. And he was just so nice. I wanted to know who I was, what I did, and stuff like that. And he was just so genuine. Uh, and years years had gone by, and I hadn't, didn't talk to him that much. Uh, and we started like every weekend doing weddings together. I, did, I asked him if we were booking like duos, like are people, <laughs> are we a package deal all of a sudden? We did We did so many weddings together in a very short amount of time and still do. And every wedding we just catch up and touch base. And He's just a great dude. He's so cool. It's so genuine though. You know, I think I prioritize that in people, hmm. you know, in people that you choose to be around and be friends with. I think genuine, genuine is the most important thing. And he, I've, he's the most genuine dude. He keeps it you real. Know, he keeps it real. <laughs> Very real. And, you know, I, I'm not the most, you know, um, biblical, uh, what's the word? Religious. Yeah. I am, but sure. I'm not uh, it, I'm not the most, but I do. You're an evangel eagle. Exactly. And don't you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just believe that when you, when you read about disciples, I, I believe that in the Bible they're writing about people like Justin. I think so. some people lose sight of it. And I don't think he has. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love the dude. He's a great guy. We'd say this a lot. This Justin you see is the Justin you get. I mean, there is yes. no separate. Is <laughs> a lot no... of times if you meet pastors, right. they have a stage persona, right? And they're a different person. But fine. And that's fine. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, no. But with him, it's like, it doesn't matter if, if there's a crowd, if it's just you and him, it's the same dude. And that's just so hard to find, especially as, you know, as we go on, like it's so easy for people to have an audience, right? And it, oh, yeah. It, anyone can have an audience, and an audience will change you. But Justin's a good dude. I love him, man. We're fans. He's a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big Justin fan. <laughs> so what was your church experience like growing up pre-Simple Church? So with Evangel there? Pre, Pre-Evangel, no church at all. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the, maybe, maybe a hand, a handful of my entire childhood before a freshman, I would go to a, a small Baptist church by the trailer park I lived in on Mansfield road. And that was like maybe on Easter. Yeah. Um, or if a family member is getting baptized or something like that. So you can imagine the shock when you go from that <laughs> to evangel freshman year in the chapels and speaking in tongues. Like I was like, what is that? You know? Um, but this is a, another thing. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, kind of towards the end of high school and uh, 
I had already started in radio. I actually moved in with the Durons and lived with them for, really? a, for a while. Yeah. Uh, they're the reason that I went to Evangel. I played baseball with David D., e., uh, one of the, the second youngest son. Uh, and they uh, Graham, Grammy or Francis uh, Duran asked during like an all-star trip, what high school was I, was I going to? I said, I'm going to Southwood. And she said, no, 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 you're going to go to Evangel. And my mom, you know, it's like, no, we can't do that. And they just kind of made it happen for me. It's like, wow, owe them everything and then some. And then um, uh, I moved in and lived with them for a while. I love them with all my heart. They're the best, the Durans, the whole Duran family. So I always feel like I have to give them credit for no, that's awesome, anything man. and everything. Because I have no, like I said earlier, if I didn't have kids, I don't know where I'd be. It'd be a lot worse if I didn't have the Durans as well. Hmm. Um, I have no clue what path I was on, you know. Oh, yeah, so, man. I love them. And, yeah, I, I went to Shreveport Community Church. Yeah. You know, that was the deal when I moved in. Uh, I had a key to the house. I had a huge room, and I could come and go as I pleased. I never had to check in. Their only rule was to be in at dinner if they asked for a, dinner, a family dinner and to be at church every Sunday. That was their only rule. There you so go. I said, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll agree to that. You could do that. All That's right. awesome. So you get out of Evangel, you're there, you're figuring life out, and somehow mm-hmm. you stumble upon Simple Church, so you knew Justin. How did you end up at... Simple, I enjoyed, <laughs> I wear a hat everywhere I go, and I knew I could wear a hat into Simple Church. I'm not making there that you up. Go. You were not the first person to say something like I was that. 100%. It is so I funny. knew I could just be comfortable. I went to Tinseltown, or not Tinseltown, uh, Regal, yeah. in the boardwalk, and just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the services, though. Um, I enjoyed the timing of them. You know, I'm not going to lie. I sure. enjoyed getting out at noon. But uh, but the even the sermons that Justin gives, they're just so relatable, uh, and I just loved them from day one. Uh, and then with you know the lifestyle and jobs and stuff, it, it's hard to go to church pre-COVID. Um, I work, you know, pretty much ten hours a day weekdays, and then Fridays I'd flip my schedule and get off work at seven or eight at the radio station, and then go to the club uh, and work until two a.m. or six a.m. So it's, it was just tough on Sundays to flip it <laughs> wow. to go. So, But Simple Church was online, and it was, you know, it worked for me. And like I said, I already knew Justin and loved Justin. And so that's kind of how it happened. So speaking of pre-COVID mm-hmm. and versus, so have you, I'm, I'm guessing that post-COVID or COVID and now mm-hmm. has probably hurt you some. So Not bad. physically. But yeah. Physically, yeah. <laughs> it punched me right in the face, man. It, it yeah, you've you've lost out on that income. Events. That, I mean, there's events. no events. You can't. Pre-COVID, I used to brag that I had it made, right? There's, uh, you know, g- club gigs and wedding gigs. Generally, that's just cash money. And most of those, is that word of mouth? How are you getting those? Like, how does somebody? Well, I always tell people, to, if you want to book a wedding, book a wedding, and then you'll book five more. So weddings more for me, it was just the day I decided to do them. And I'm an idiot for not doing them years before. Because <laughs> a lot of people think if you're on radio, you know how to DJ and, and play music. But it's so not that. I mean, you're clicking MP3s in, at the radio station. Uh, where DJ, and especially if you want to be good at it, there's just it's a whole other world. So when I learned how to do that, I was like, yeah, 100%. I actually started working at uh, Big Country. and Not Big Country. At that time, it was Rock and Rodeo. And I was 17. And just started, that's my first DJ job. Did you ever work at El Dorado? I've done a few events at El Dorado, okay. but I never worked there like a residency. Okay. I've lost a lot of money in there. <laughs> but I've never worked there. No, I used to, I used to, I was a roadie 
but really oh, okay. I was just a hangout guy mm-hmm. with uh, one of the bands that used to play at El Dorado, but there was always a DJ before our show. Yeah, then, he's a great dude, too. Yeah. His name's Delusion. He's been there for Delusion, a long time. that's right. He's been there for sorry. a long time. Yeah. Anyway, but, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So weddings, weddings, uh, I would say word of mouth has a lot to do with it, and radio absolutely helps. Um, but, uh, yeah, as soon as I started, then I within four or five months, I was booked up every weekend of the year. Wow. And they just kept coming and still do. But COVID hit with COVID was horrible because COVID hits and it's immediately 25, 30 weddings that have already paid in full that now have to reschedule onto dates that I'm already booked on. Mm. So that's 25, 30 refunds of fully paid clients that I'm still, I still have refunds to issue. Mm. Um, and you, you know, you book out and book for 2022 and 2023. But it's still, it's like I tell people all the time, twenty twenty three, I'm gonna make some money. <laughs> You're when, due. I, when I get when I get leveled out on everything, but so, it was so immediate. It was yeah. immediate. It was one day, it's great. The next day, there's no nightclubs. So that's that was what I called my J money. Uh, just cash on the side, give the kids whatever they need, get whatever I need, and it's perfect. And that was gone instantly. And on top of that, all of those weddings needed to be refunded. Uh, and and most brides were really nice about that. Um, most, <laughs> most. I'm not gonna say there, That's right. Somewhere, but I get that as well. It's their biggest. It's their biggest day. Sure. It's very important. It's only one wedding you for know. them. So, have you recovered, like, as far as the clubs go? Because some clubs are open now. Or? Mm-hmm. Not, not, not yet. I, you know, a lot of it is when COVID hit. I thought, how could I ever make it without that money every weekend? And then you, like, with everything, you just find a way. You know, you supplement here and there, and, and you maybe change a, alter your lifestyle and just a, enough where it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't hurt you. So now it's like, man, I'm loving going to sleep at 10. That's right. <laughs> you know? Trade-offs. I'm getting older now, too. It's like I'm, I'm thoroughly loving going to bed at 9, 30, 10 o'clock, you know, and not having to be – not obligated to be somewhere. But uh, there's a – the big club in Bossier reopened a couple weeks ago, and I was there hosting, just hosting for the first two weekends. But I don't think I'm doing it full-time. Right. Yeah, because some clubs didn't make it in this area. Mm-hmm. They're they're closed, and I mean, we lost a casino. And I'm not gonna name any clubs, but I will say there's like probably the one of the one of without doubt one of the biggest clubs in Shreveport, Bozeman in the last five years. If if COVID would have if it would have took another month before they could have opened, they would have lost everything. It's that close. Wow. It was that close. Yeah. So I mean, it's complicated for people. We're talking mm-hmm. about mutual friends of y'all that are doing events and stuff, and Jordan over there, and mm-hmm. a lot of people. It's I mean, you gig, you got to have gigs. To gig go workers, yeah. gig workers, and there's there was really no um, relief for gig workers. Mm. Um, you can't file for unemployment, obviously. Right. Um, oh yeah, because it's all cash. Yeah. Right. It was, and and but you'd, you'd rely on where you worked to get a PPE loan or something like that, and then they divvy it out to their staff. But you know. Didn't have that. The weddings aren't doing that for you. <laughs> no, weddings. I didn't get nothing. That was wow. that was that was brutal. But weddings are fine. Like I'd say, last July they started coming back every weekend. That's good. So yeah. and good on you for doing weddings. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. <laughs> you don't want to be a part of weddings. No, I did it for two years with with a guy, and we filmed weddings. And I mean, it was fun, but towards the end. I don't know. I just stopped. They are a different it. animal. You know, they that's really the are. that's the only time I ever get nervous or stressed was is for a wedding because really? there's so much on the line, you know, and you want to make sure that at the end of the night they have their best, their their perfect night, and so that 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 weighs on me sometimes, especially if I don't feel like I did a great job. So I'm driving home thinking, ah, I could have played this song here or said this here or Ruined done this this way. way. <laughs> yeah. And in reality, you know, most it's like most things. 
you know, we worry so much about things that most people don't even notice. Oh, man. Um, that's good. Right there. That's worth listening to this podcast. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, give us a good wedding story, though. We're about to wrap up and get out of here. Oh, I, know I you don't had know. Some crazy... I got a great Justin story. All right. Come on. Okay. So Justin and I were doing a wedding once. It was a really beautiful wedding, uh, full crowd. But at a wedding, there's always a little bit of tension in the air for whatever reason. Sure. There's ice you have to break if you're an official or if you're uh, a DJ. You have to break ice with people. Uh, and tear down whatever wall that they have put up around themselves. And Justin's so good at that. Uh, this wedding is high, man. I mean, everyone is dressed up. It's beautiful. It's an organ player. Like, it's perfect. And uh, the, the, everyone's in place. The bride walks down. She looks stunning. She gets set. The organ player stops. And Justin looks at the groom and looks at the bride and looks at the groom again and goes, man, good thing you're a fireman. Because this girl is hot. <laughs> and immediately, the place laughs. And Tension and breaks. And I'm in the back crackling for 10 minutes. It was just the funniest <laughs> opening line at a wedding. But I don't. I mean, that, that's probably my favorite. That's a good that's one. That's a great I tell that story a lot. Oh, man. It was just a great. I tell other officials that. I'm like, dude, you got to hear what this guy said. It was so funny. Because I bet they're not all like that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> but like I said, it's an important thing at a wedding to break that ice, and he's the best at it. Where now the reason that's important is in four minutes when he gets into his uh, his delivery and his speech and he has you know stuff that he wants to get across, it'll be received better. Oh man, he, he's already made him laugh. Absolutely. So now they're going to be open to him. Something he said for a long time is people don't know that uh, don't care what you know until they know that you care, and that's wow. a big part of Simple Church is that you break that ice, you make a joke, you can be relatable, mm-hmm. and then people are much more receptive instead of you coming out the gate <laughs> for sure, being very strict and serious. And, <laughs> no doubt. Oh hey, man, yeah. Well, Jay, well, we covered some fun we stuff. We did. We man. covered a lot of stuff. The conversion van. If you live guess. in Hattiesburg, Miss, oh no, it was in Florida that you Florida. left it. I live in Destin. Hattiesburg. I hate it. I That's hate. Right. I hate Hattiesburg. <laughs> Strong takes. It makes me mad. But look for that conversion van. The angel might still be out there. I hope it's out there. That's I hope right. you're out there, angel. <laughs> hope you're listening. That's yeah. right, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for the invite. Sorry, no, don't sing. Sing more. I was singing that angel song. He'll get you to collaborate on a diss track. No, no. Yeah, my diss track days are done. One thing I can't do is sing and rap. That's the one thing? Well, <laughs> there's lots that All right. I can't do. And on that note, thanks for listening. Thanks yeah, thank for you. coming and tuning in. Thank you in. for being here, Jay. No, for sure. Thank you all for the invite. I appreciate it, Easter, and I've loved this. This is cool. Absolutely. We'll have to get you around for some more stuff. Come on, man. I like it. Thanks for listening or watching this episode. We really enjoyed Jay. Thanks again to Jay for coming. We appreciate him talking about Fantastic his guest. story. That's right. Really interesting stuff. I mean, and and he's a Wanna Hill alum. Now we know you're both wasps yes. for life. Yeah. <laughs> Hornets. Hornets. Wasps. There's a difference. That's insulting. Yeah. I you better. Are there any wasps out there? Uh, I mean, like like school wasps. Bird is the yellow jackets. Yeah, but it's not a wasp. Oh, look, I guess it's in the wasp family. I'm not sure. If you know about Wasp or anything else, comment on this. Yeah. Let us know. Scott, what's the email? We haven't asked that for a while. If you want Podcast to email. Podcast at thecivilchurch.tv. Podcast. With an sorry, S. Sorry, with an S. Or you can just email me directly at scott at thecivilchurch.tv. If you have guest ideas, something that's yes. going on you want us to know about, we would love to talk to you. Yes, we would. And also, if you were a Wasp, like your high school, 
or college was a wasp. Or if you saw a van on the side of the road in Florida somewhere. Yes. Oh, yeah. Look out for Angel if you're out there in Destin, Florida. That's right. Give us a five-star review. Thanks for watching. And make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. Yes, please do. Just remember, it keeps Evan in Florida. That's right.